It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. Welcome to the Monday, July 19th edition of the Heartland at Noon. Brought to you today by Heritage Insurance and Purposed Financial. Working together to serve you better. Today on this program, one week later, well, a week and a day, looking back at the final phase of the reopened Saskatchewan plan, many local shops and restaurants have seen an increase in customers and sales since all restrictions were lifted, but not everybody. Our Haley Shirky bounced around downtown late last week, stopping into a number of stores to see how things are going. Stay tuned for that story. How are you feeling about shopping mask-free? Some are, some aren't. A little anxious, are we? You're not alone. We'll visit with Phyllis O'Connor from the Canadian Mental Health Association today. Are you or someone you know an expert on the barbecue? You might consider the third annual Smoke in the Valley Amateur Barbecue Competition out at Buffalo Pound in September. We'll get the details from our friend Shane Folk, the pitmaster from Hillside Smoking Q out of Lumsden. Stick around for all the mouth-watering details today on the Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for 18-wheeler truck wash. Now open seven days a week. They wash or you wash. Semis, farm equipment, RVs, or trailers with the best prices in Moose Jaw. Good afternoon. I'm Daniel McElroy. The province has been fully reopened for over a week now, and local businesses are seeing some major changes. Different sectors of the province are already benefiting from the lifting of restrictions, including tourism, retail, and the restaurant industry. The pandemic reminded all of us that shopping in our own backyards are important. Ellie Myers, general manager of the Rapture Spa and Boutique, says that trend continues. I think just really people, um, you know, still wanting to continue that you know, staying local, um, starting to see a few more people kind of even from the province um, coming in locally to Moose Jaw, which is nice to see. People are feeling a little bit more comfortable. The Saskatchewan government is still recommending basic COVID-19 prevention, like staying home when you feel sick and continuing to get tested. Active cases of COVID-19 dropped dramatically in Saskatchewan yesterday, with 114 recoveries reported and only 36 new cases. The jump in recoveries is likely linked to further testing results from the outbreak at the Hatchet Lake First Nation. 282 cases are currently considered active and 53 people are in the hospital, with nine of those in intensive care. The Moose Jaw Museum and Art Gallery are holding a 50-50 fundraiser in the hopes of purchasing a beloved local art piece to be a permanent fixture in their foyer. Peggy is a 7-foot, 700-pound bronze horse that was sculpted by world-renowned Saskatchewan artist Joe Fafard. The statue has been situated within the lobby of the Moose Jaw Museum and Art Gallery since 2016, and they hope the 50-50 can help her stay permanently. You can visit mjmake.ca for more information and to buy your tickets. The draw date is August 13th. And with the province opening back up, Moose Jaw Pride will be resuming their weekly Good Vibes Cafe hangout nights. Taking place every Wednesday at the Rainbow Retro Thrift Shop, the meetup gives youth a space to come and make connections within the community. Anna McDonald is one of the organizers. We are doing this mainly for youth from 12 to 17, kind of for queer youth and allies to be able to just come and have a really safe and open space to just hang out and make connections and enjoy themselves for a couple hours every Wednesday. 
McDonald says they talk, play games, and watch movie nights at the events, and that right now they're planning on holding the meetups on a weekly basis until the end of August. Two children have been missing from the Regina Beach area since Saturday evening, and the RCMP says that they are now worried about their well-being. 13-year-old Dylan Peterson and 14-year-old Brooklyn Pelache were last seen in Regina Beach at 6 p.m. on July 17th. You can find a description of the youths at discovermooshejaw.com. Anyone with information about Dylan and Brooklyn's whereabouts is asked to call the Lumsden RCMP at 306-731-4270. Do you shop local? A study done by Practice Consulting, which was commissioned by the Mushan District Chamber of Commerce, found that just a 10% shift in customers shopping more locally in the city would add 729 new positions to total employment. It would also increase total labor income by almost $31 million and generate an extra $79 million in gross domestic product. Chamber of Commerce CEO Rob Clark says the potential is incredible. These are very, very impressive, and we want we want the community to know that one more trip shopping downtown, uh, staying local, staying local, staying local, the impact it has on our community. The, these numbers here just blow you away. Uh, I mean, this is something that has to be be shared within within the community. The survey found that every $100 spent on local shopping generates $36 in economic value on top of that 100 And finally, four new police officers were sworn into the Moose Jaw Police Service on Friday afternoon at the newly renovated Peacock Collegiate Centennial Auditorium. Graydon Childerhoes, Sarah Christie and Kaylee Sawyer will now spend the next 20 weeks at the Saskatchewan Police College. The next step in training will be grueling for the recruits, but Mayor Fraser told me, chairman of the Board of Police Commissioners, reminded them that the police service wants to help them succeed. Judge Brian Hendrickson officially swore in the recruits at the ceremony. Do you have a story to share? Click Submit News at discovermooshejaw.com. And now your Golden West Radio Money Scope with Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is down 359 points. The Dow Jones is down 897 points. The NASDAQ is down 203 points. And the Canadian dollar is down to 78.32 cents U.S. The Green Party is confirming reports that it has called off an unconfidence vote against leader Anami Paul that had been scheduled for tomorrow. The party now says that no vote will be held until at least the next general meeting of members. Canada, the U.S., and several other countries are united in blaming Chinese hackers for exploiting weaknesses in Microsoft Exchange email servers. The massive cyber attack earlier this year compromised an estimated 400,000 servers. A Florida man who breached the U.S. Senate chamber carrying a Trump campaign flag apologized in court this morning before he was sentenced to eight months in jail. The sentencing of Paul Hodgkins is the first resolution for a felony case in the January 6th Capitol insurrection. A report by RSM Canada says the manufacturing sector is leading the economy out of pandemic recession, with manufacturing sales and the amount of cargo transported by rail surpassing pre-COVID-19 levels. And as floodwaters continue to recede in Germany, government officials are facing criticism they didn't do enough to protect communities from disasters. Last week, severe floods caught many towns by surprise and killed 196 people in Western Europe. I'm Corey Canute. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. In local baseball action over the weekend, the 18U AA Canucks split a doubleheader on Saturday up in North Battleford against the Beavers. 
Moose Jaw lost game 1-12-11, but bounced back to win the second game 13-10. The 18U AAA Canucks in Swift Current on Sunday, and they got swept in a doubleheader 9-3 and 5-4 by the 57s. And in girls fastball, the 14U Ice lost 21-11 and 11-5 in Lumsden against the Cubs. And remember, we want your local scores and sports stories, including upcoming registration dates and details. Email us. We'll get it on sports at discovermoosejaw.com. Opening ceremonies are Friday, and the Tokyo Olympics will be underway. And for the first time, athletes from team sports will be the Canadian flag bearers. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau made the announcement this morning. Seeing the Maple Leaf flag and the Canadian delegation during the opening and closing ceremonies always gives me goosebumps and fills me with pride. That's why I'm thrilled to announce that the Tokyo 2020 opening ceremony flag bearers are Miranda Ayam and Nathan Hirayama. Miranda and Nathan are leaders on their respective women's basketball and men's rugby teams. They embody the resilience, perseverance, and excellence of Team Canada. Best of luck in Tokyo. We'll all be cheering you on. Twelve Saskatchewanians are a part of Team Canada at the Olympic Summer Games in Tokyo. The contingent includes one official, two support staff, three coaches, and six athletes. Pike Lake's Rylan Weens will compete in the 10-meter platform diving event. Weens has twice been named the Male Youth Athlete of the Year at the Saskatchewan Sports Awards and received Sass Lottery's future best funding four times in his career. Other athletes include softball outfielder Jenny Gilbert, pole vaulter Anika Newell, swimmer Cole Pratt, boxer Tamara Tebow, and alternate for the artistic swim team Kenzie Pridell. And the Toronto Blue Jays and Boston Red Sox meet tonight in Buffalo. The Jays are coming off a doubleheader sweep of the Texas Rangers, in which they outscored the Rangers 15-0. The Blue Jays have won four in a row now and sit just two and a half games out of an American League wildcard spot. Discover Moose Jaw weather for success office systems. 100% Saskatchewan owned and operated. Simplify your office experience. Visit online at successos.com. Shower and thunder shower activity in and around the Regina area today showing up on weather radar. Some light precipitation surrounding Moose Jaw. We've had some spits and spats today, but not much. The forecast, well, a special air quality statement has been issued. A northerly breeze bringing down all that forest fire smoke to the local area, so keep that in mind if you have an outing planned today. Mostly cloudy, scattered showers with the risk of a thunderstorm this afternoon. The high today, 27. The humidex could reach 37. Tonight, cloudy with a 60% chance of showers through the evening and a risk of a thunderstorm. The low tonight, 16. Tomorrow, cloudy in the morning, but sunny in the afternoon. Smoky again, the high 27. Wednesday, sunny, 30. Thursday, sunny, 28. Friday, sunny, with a high of 27. Yesterday's high for Moose Jaw, 29. Normal high at this time of year is 27. Normal low, 13. The record high for today, 39 degrees, set in 1960, and the record low, 5 degrees, set in 1972. Sun came up at 513 and goes down at 904. 
This hour, Moose Jaw cloudy and 20 degrees. Regina at 20. Assiniboia Gravelberg 19. Rockland Coronac 25. Swift Current 16. Elbow 19. Davidson Watra 17. Once again, Assiniboia 19. Regina 20. And with the wind out of the east at 26 and gusting up to 35. And the relative humidity at 87%. It is 20 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist Drew Lerner for Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan. Most of Saskatchewan will see weather very similar to that of the past week with very limited amounts of rainfall and warm to hot temperatures. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. We do expect to see a little bit of precipitation come and go across parts of the province as we go forward through this week. The precipitation that results, though, is not likely to be all that impressive. There will be a few RM districts that could come in with some successful rain amounts that might offer some temporary relief, but with temperatures Temperatures being so warm during the course of the week, it'll be very difficult to make any headway against the drought. The temperature bias is expected to run mostly in the 30s all week long, but we will see some temperatures over 40 degrees in the southwest corner of the province as we go forward through the day today and especially tomorrow. The heat will likely be followed by some uh, chances for shower activity, but we are not going to get any real meaningful cool down to take place, and there's no moisture flux into the region. That's going to leave us with very minimal amounts of moisture in the areas that will be hottest during the course of this work week. The best chances for rain during the week will be in the northern and eastern parts of the province. The potential for seeing significant rain in those areas is fair, but we'll not likely see large volumes of rain for the most part. The day-to-day rain totals will likely run from 2 to around 6 or 7 millimeters. There will be the potential for something locally greater, especially up in the Meadow Lake and Cold Lake areas down towards maybe North Battleford. That will occur tomorrow, and we'll look for some strong thunderstorms to maybe pop up around the Saskatoon area and over towards Humboldt and Watros as we get out towards Thursday of this week. Rain totals with some of those stronger storms might get into the 5 to 15 millimeter range, but it's too far out in time to have a lot of confidence given the lack of moisture we have across the area. Those temperatures, like I said, will be in the 30s most of this week. We will see a couple of extremes over 40, and it looks like our nighttime lows will run mostly in the teens across the region. There will be a couple of locations that may stay above 20 degrees. Now, the weather in the rest of the prairies isn't going to be a great deal different. Southern parts of Alberta will be hot and dry as well as Saskatchewan, and the, the southwest corner of Manitoba will also be that way, but there is a chance for a few more showers in Manitoba relative to our province. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Hi everyone, Sean here with Young's Equipment, your MacDon header headquarters in southern Saskatchewan. Who are used? Red, green, or yellow? Whatever drives your farm, Young's Equipment has the MacDon header to lead the way. With MacDon's industry-leading flex draper technology, an FD series header ensures your smoothest and most productive harvest yet. No matter your color, Young's has your header. Young's Equipment, leading the way in a thriving agricultural community. Saskatchewan Inspire, WDM. The first ATM in Canada was introduced by a Saskatchewan credit union in 1976. Boasting 18-hour teller power and accessible seven days a week, this machine delivered vast convenience over traditional banking hours. By the late 1990s, Canadians led the world in debit card usage. 
One of these ATMs, which process close to $38 million, is on display at the Western Development Museum. Moose Jaw. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. The Road Report brought to you by Tip Top Roofing, serving Moose Jaw for over 30 years. Call Tip Top Roofing today for your free estimate and 10% off, 631-5975. Well, as you likely know, there's lots of construction out there, including Saskatchewan highways in the local area. A couple of construction zones on Highway 43, uh, east of Gravelberg. There's some construction on Highway 19 as well, north of Chaplin. Several construction zones on Highway 33, southeast of Regina, and another on Highway 46 to south of Balgoni. Locally, well, I think you know where the construction is now. Uh, the water line replacement, cast iron replacement on Caribou Street, now stretching from 5th Avenue to 8th Avenue, right in front of William Grayson School. Extra care out there, and remember, the school and playground zones remain in effect locally throughout the summer months, including that stretch of Gray Street right by Palliser Heights, where the speed limit is radar photo radar enforced, 40 kilometers per hour or less. Now today's Paul Martin commentary. That's two years in a row. The world of the car dealer seems like the proverbial walking uphill both ways these days. Normally, the arrival of spring and the transition into summer are prime time for those who sell new vehicles for a living, but the past couple of years have delivered some unique challenges. Last year, obviously, it was COVID. We saw the sales of new vehicles dry up when the lockdown was announced. It fell sharply for weeks before consumers finally felt confident enough to make such a major investment. Now, monthly activity did rise from 1,800 new units being sold in April last year to almost 5,000 by late summer, and things seemed to be righting themselves. But then along came the second leg of the double whammy, supply chain interruptions. Automotive assembly involves parts from all over the world, often very sophisticated components fashioned into a finished product at a central factory. But COVID interrupted shipping, and the big shortage today is microchips delaying factory deliveries and leaving dealers with sharply reduced inventory, making it hard to sell something that you don't have on hand. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The best way to start your weekend is at Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Saturday on Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1, rain or shine, bring your family to Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Tooney Tuesdays are back at the Hillcrest Golf Club in Moose Jaw. Play for just $2 a hole for 18 holes, and that includes a power card. That's just $36 for a round of golf. Tooney Tuesdays, every Tuesday after 2. Call the Hillcrest today to book your time. 693-1921. Parrish and Heimbecker Moose Jaw. Focused on the value, delivery options, and payment terms that fit your operation. This is Aiden McBride, customer service rep for Moose Jaw's Parish and Heimbecker. Let's discuss the fertilizer market, chemical supply market for the rest of this year, and what next year might look like to make sure your operation is covered. So give me a call to discuss any of your needs or concerns at 306-693-2977. Count on experience. Count on expertise. Count on Parish and Heimbecker. Moving tradition forward. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Week 9 already. Feels like we just got started. Are we halfway through summer yet? No, not quite. But we are halfway through 15 weeks of winning on 800 CHAB all summer long. 
You listen to the 800 CHAB Morning Show for your chance to qualify and win on 15 Weeks of Winning. Your instant prize, a cold brew coffee from Tim Hortons. The grand prize is a weekly event. And this week, it's from Four Plants Indoor Gardening Supply. It all starts from just one seed at fourplantsindoor.ca. It's a full indoor setup, including a tent, grow lights, and everything you need to get your garden started. The package is worth over $1,150. Here's how we qualified this morning on CHAB. Can you name this song? That's easy, isn't it? CHAB, good morning. Good morning. Is that Garden Party, Ricky Nelson? That's Garden Party. Way to go. Who's this? Hi, this is Lori. Hi, Lori. Congratulations. Was that too easy? I, it was really easy. If you know the song, it's easy. <laughs> well, it's Monday. It's Monday. I thought we'd keep it simple. Yes. Sounds good. Way to go, Lori. You win yourself a cold brew from Tim Hortons. And uh, you're entered to win that great package from Four Plants Indoor Gardening Supply right here in Moose Jaw. That's awesome. Then I could possibly get away with all these cactuses and fake flowers I have. There, she could be a real gardener if she wins that big package this coming Friday from Four Plants Indoor Gardening Supply. You see what we did there? Garden Party, Four Plants Indoor Gardening Supply. Pretty clever, huh? We'll have another clever clue tomorrow morning on 800 CHAB. Your chance to qualify and maybe win on 15 weeks of uh, winning. And everybody's a winner. I mean, you get the cool brew coffee from Tim Hortons. 15 weeks of winning, all brought to you by Four Plants, Cranberry Collective Boutique, Bounce A Lot Inflatables, Hub Meat Market, and of course, the greatest hits of all time, 800 CHAB. You can see this story on discovermoosejaw.com today. In fact, you can see the video of the interviews. The headline, local businesses seeing more foot traffic after reopening. So we're into our ninth day now of no public health restrictions. Some local businesses have seen an increase in foot traffic and sales are good. Others, not so much, as our Haley Shirky found out when she went downtown to talk to local people who own and operate local shops. Local businesses are noticing changes since the province reopened on July 11th. I talked to Christine Keck, owner of Cranberry Collective Boutique, about getting back to normal. So we've been open for about a week now. What kind of changes have you seen? So we've definitely seen an increase in traffic. Um, for month over month, last year we're up about 40% traffic-wise, and um, even for the year we're up about 60 because we were closed, you know, those two months last year. So it's been, as you can imagine, great um, to see more people in the shop and that obviously has a direct um, impact on our sales too. So it's a huge bonus for us. And so have you seen people still coming in with masks and do you require masks still? Masks are completely optional for both our staff and our customers. Um, we do see, I'd say probably about 30% of people, 30 to 40% of people still wearing masks. Um, our staff mostly choose not to, but if there's, you know, a lot of people in the store, they may choose to put them on. So it's honestly just a personal preference. So what are some positives about being reopened? Just, you know, seeing customers' faces again is huge. We've had a few people coming in saying they haven't been shopping, you know, in like a year or months or whatever. And just being able to see some of those customers again is amazing for us. Um, it really 
increases the energy in here. So it's it's been really nice to, to have more people coming out. Allie Myers is the general manager of Rapture Spa and Boutique. She says the past week has been really great. Since it's kind of been a week since we reopened, what kind of changes have you noticed? Yeah, so um, lots of people have been out and about this week for sure. Super excited. Um, I just noticed people are happy. People are really like happy and just feel like light and excited to be out and and shopping. So yeah. Yeah, and so what about masking policies? How has that changed since reopening? So in our services, um, we, our therapists are still wearing um, their masks um, just for safety protocol. We're following best practices. So our staff is still wearing masks in the services because it is more of a confined area, but the customers do not have to wear masks um, in the boutique or during services. So it's totally whatever they're comfortable with. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And so what are some positives that you've seen since the reopening? I think just really people, um, you know, still wanting to continue that's, you know, staying local, um, starting to see a few more people kind of even from the province um, coming in locally to Moose Jaw, which is nice to see. People are feeling a little bit more comfortable um, to, to travel and, and everything. So we're excited to see a little bit of that tourism growing and of course, seeing our locals um, continue to support us. Services, have people started booking in more lately or is it kind of the same? The last, um, the last little bit has been really good. So yeah, definitely um, spots are filling up and people wanting to get in and get services done again. I think they're feeling um, more comfortable not having, you know, the masks and stuff. So yeah, it's been really, really great. We're actually super excited. So Crystal Milburn, owner of Prairie Bee Meadery, says it will take a while before things get back to normal. So what kind of changes have you noticed in your store? Well, obviously the biggest one is that people are coming in without their masks on. So that's nice. Um, everybody just seems to be a little more relaxed, a little more happy, which I love to see. Okay, and have you seen an increase in people in foot traffic? Uh, we haven't specifically, um, but that could just be us. Um, we're still really waiting for tourism to come back in a big way. Have you made any major changes to your business after restrictions were lifted? We haven't. No, uh, certainly nothing, nothing major at all. Um, some small things, mostly it's just the release of the masks and we don't have to do that anymore. Um, and we're a little less concerned, obviously, when we're having tours with um, the number of people that we're, that we're bringing in. We can bring in a few more people now, again, which is really nice. Yeah, so what are some positive things that you've seen since the restrictions have been lifted? I think generally people seem to be a little more relaxed. Uh, not everybody. Um, some people still have some some concerns and some worries about what might happen in the future still. The other thing, of course, that I'm noticing is that there are more people. Um, you know, I notice when, when I go out, it's we're going into restaurants and more tables are full and, um, you know, and there are more, more people out and about and on the streets which is really nice to see. I think we need a little more time for things to get back to anything resembling normal. So have you been asking your staff to wear masks or anyone in the store? 
at this point, I'm regarding it very much as a personal choice. If you wish to wear uh, a mask still, if that makes you feel more comfortable, nobody's going to tell you not to. Uh, please do so. For me and my staff, um, my issue is I want to make sure that everybody is vaccinated and protected. So. There you go. Again, you can uh, see more on that story. See the video of those interviews on discovermoosejaw.com today. And thanks to Haley Shirky for that report. You know, it's interesting to know we're seeing a number of local businesses uh, where employees are either being asked to continue to mask up uh, or some where they're choosing to wear a mask. I went through the drive-thru for a coffee early Saturday morning, and the employees I saw at the Tim Hortons were all masked up. Uh, At the grocery stores, two of them I went to on the weekend, the employees and customers apparently have a choice, uh, and I'd say the majority were mask-free. I also ordered takeout Friday evening, and the place I picked up from is still not welcoming in-store dining. And they're continuing to ask all those entering to wear a mask, which I have no problem with at all. The advice I would give to all of us is that we should continue to keep a mask handy uh, for those occasions when we're asked to cover up. We'll take a time out. We'll be back to talk about our mental health and uh, perhaps the anxiety some are feeling about not masking up and others around them not masking up. Stay tuned. Uh, I think you'll enjoy our visit with Phyllis O'Connor from the Canadian Mental Health Association. It's next on The Heartland at Noon. 800 CHAB is the Heartland's home for the greatest hits of all time. And we're bringing you more of the music you love with the Rock and Roll Oldie Show. Saturdays at 4 and Sundays at 9. Brought to you by Blue Straw Funeral Home and the greatest hits of all time. 800 CHAB. If you're growing canola, you want victory, which is why viewing canola trials should be key to your plans as you look ahead. The good news is there's no need to travel to check out canola trials this season because our victory performance trials are bringing those results right home to you. Visit yourvictoryview.com to see how our hybrid portfolio can deliver higher ROI for your farm and aim higher with victory. What if you could pinpoint your advertising to reach only people in your region or right here in our community or only people with dark hair who wear glasses, ride horses, yodel? Sound impossible? It is possible with Homefield. Targeted ads can help you find the right customers and increase your conversions. We can help you with geo-targeted ads and ads aimed at people who want or need the products you sell. Targeted ads? Homefield can help. Success starts at myhomefield.ca. You're listening to 800 CHAB along with us at LBBD Auto Body. Hi, I'm Terry, and we are proud to say that we now have the highest level of accreditation for safe and quality collision repair in town. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. We got a message about a half an hour ago that it was pouring in Regina, which is great. We need the rain. I'm looking at weather radar right now, and it looks like most of the rain is uh, pretty light out there, but certainly much needed. Uh, We've had some spits and spats just in the past 10 to 15 minutes here in Moose John. It looks like more precipitation, light precipitation is moving this way. There appears to be some showers in the Karen and Karen Port area and down south to Corval and around the Old Wives Lake area. Uh, some heavier precipitation in the Avonlea Wilcox region and some thunderstorm activity uh, just north of Vibank right now. Some heavier precipitation. So 
Fingers crossed, if you need that rain, and most of us do, uh, hopefully it'll be heading your way. And uh, with that, uh, we've received word the provincial fire ban has now been lifted. The Saskatchewan Public Safety Agency lifting the provincial fire ban today due to recent rainfall and cooler weather. The ban came into place back on July 2nd and applied to all Crown lands, provincial parks, and the Northern Saskatchewan Administration District. A few municipalities and RMs, however, including the RMs of Karen and Marquis, still have fire bans in effect at last check, according to the press release from the SPCA, uh, SPSA, that is. Uh, some municipalities continue to experience high fire risk and may choose to keep their fire bans in place. So check with your municipality before you have that bonfire just to make sure there's no fire ban in place. Lifting restrictions could lead to anxiety for some. With the province of Saskatchewan now fully reopened and all public health orders removed, most are looking forward to getting back to the new normal. However, that's not the case for everyone. Our Tegan Whitco following up on that story. Phyllis O'Connor is the executive director from the Canadian Mental Health Association, the Saskatchewan Division. Phyllis, we are coming off what has been 16 months of pandemic-related restrictions. Many people have been working remotely, working from home, Some, in some cases even for the entire duration. So what are some tips that you would provide to folks who are heading back to the office, back to the workplace, and have some return-to-work anxiety? Oh, yeah. You know, the return-to-work anxiety is a perfectly normal thing. I mean, we've been told now for, like you say, 16 months that it's inherently dangerous out there. (laughs) And now we're saying, throw your mask away and off you go. Well, some people are thrilled with that. And other people are a lot less than thrilled with that and actually are are suffering some pretty severe anxiety around it. Like uh, there was a, actually a recent Leger online poll that revealed that 52% of the Canadians were feeling some level of anxiety with going back. And uh, the age group actually from 18 to 24 were showing the highest level. They're at, up at 68%. So... You know, infection rates are down and vaccinations are happening, but there's still, in, in a lot of people's minds, there's a lot of uncertainty still of, about what's safe to do and, and what's not safe to do. And when you, when you feel you have a lack of control, that's when anxiety sets in. I mean, it's, it's and, and certainly the pandemic has taken away all control we've ever felt we had. So, but there's a few things you can do to actually help, um, you know, alleviate that a little bit. And the first of all is is recognizing that this is normal. Uh, we've been living in in basically um, a, a case of of pandemic and and awareness of of danger now ongoing for sixteen months, and that gets in your head. So if you're feeling kind of anxious about it, perfectly normal. So the first thing is just kind of recognize that anxiety. Don't don't try to downplay it. Don't try to pretend it's not there and don't think it's weakness because it's not it's it's a perfectly normal human reaction so the biggest way really to kind of deal with this is to take back control where we can and one really good thing is to reestablish some structure you know one thing COVID took away from us when we all ended up having to work at home and and all the structures of our day and things that we had so ingrained kind of got flushed so now, you know, it's it's time to maybe establish new routines. But, um, you know, the earlier we start doing that and build back the structure, the, the earlier we're going to feel a little bit better about things because, again, we're taking some control. 
And if you're finding that you're really anxious, build a little bit of a game plan. You know, it might feel safest just to avoid the whole thing altogether, but really avoidance only makes anxiety worse. So maybe make a list of situations that you've been avoiding or are anxious about, and then just kind of rank how that anxiety is for you. Um, you can start by tackling maybe the, the, the least anxiety-producing things, like maybe big anxiety is just, you know, putting on your mask and going out for groceries. Okay, well, we've all had to be do that, but... You know, pick things that maybe are lesser on the scale right now and then tackle those. Build on your successes and gradually increase that exposure. It's kind of like, you know, risk measurement. How much risk are we willing to tolerate? And if we feel that we still need to be wearing our masks, good heavens, wear your mask. I mean, if that makes you feel more safe, it's a good thing. So build on that uh, incremental success and then it kind of builds the confidence that maybe it's not as dangerous as our minds are telling us it is. Although, you know, it's still, it's a real thing out there. There's still the variants and we still have areas of concern that we need to protect. But we don't want to let that fear stop us from growing. And, you know, listen to your physical reactions. Um, you know, what our bodies do tells us a lot about what's going on with us mentally. So, you know, maybe your heart's beating faster or you're feeling that surge of anxiety. Some people kind of feel funny effects in their hands and feet. It's all to do with circulation. So when you're starting to feel those kind of feelings, that's where things like mindfulness and really listening to our body signals and listening to things around us and tuning into it, it helps us kind of wind down a little bit and get more grounded. So also a good practice to do when you find yourself getting ramped up. But I think the most important thing probably, well, certainly one is don't judge yourself too harshly. You know, we've we've been looking over our shoulders now for, like you say, 16 months. It's going to be some anxiety as we start going into the new normal, whatever that's going to be, even though that risk is low right now. So, But, you know, acknowledge you're feeling that and, and don't be hard on yourself. If you really are impacted deeply and it's affecting your day-to-day -day life and your ability to function, maybe that's when you need to reach out for some professional help. And there is no shame in needing support for mental wellness. So maybe it's a therapist or a coach, something through your EFAP possibly, or maybe it's just reaching out to family or friends that can support, but, you know, somebody that can kind of give you that support to, to move on. And, and again, no shame in feeling this kind of anxiety. It's perfectly normal. The other thing that... Um, I found was kind of interesting going through the, the literature and stuff is being mindful of COVID grief. You know, what we've gone through during the pandemic in many ways uh, looks a lot like grief and the processes that we go through with grief. In some people, in case some people's cases, they've actually have lost loved ones and and they have lost their jobs. You know, there's things like in disruption in kids' uh, education, worry about your children. There's so many things and all these kind of come with a form of grief and we need to recognize different people experience it differently. Uh, some people are able to move on really quickly and good for them. Other people, honestly, they need longer to process it and, and get it. So while a lot of people might be ready to celebrate because we're reopening, you know, for you right now, it might be too early in your process to feel that celebration and you may still be feeling the anxiety. That's okay. That's totally all right. And I think 
you know, it's really important to let go of what we can't control. And, and that's hard to do. But you have to look around and are there things I can do to make myself feel safer? Maybe it is still wearing a mask. Maybe it is still physical distancing. If that makes me feel safe, that's something I can control. That's a risk I can mitigate. Great. But then we have to look around and what can't we control? We can't control what another person is doing. Um, so maybe that person in the grocery line is not behaving in a way that you feel they should and it's not safe. Well, you know what? We have to let that go because we can't control that. And obsessing over it, things that we can't control ourselves only builds our anxiety. So during this pandemic, a lot of things we couldn't control. People were very uncomfortable and they still were, still are in many cases. So where you can really evaluate, is this something I can fix or I can control? And if not, you've got to let it go. I mean, it's it's just the only way to, to deal with it. But I think, you know, stay positive. Celebrate your successes whenever you manage to do something that doesn't get your anxiety right, rank, ranked up there. Just cause for celebration, right? You know, build on those successes. And really, you know, instead of looking back at the good old days pre-pandemic, let's look at how far we've come. We've come a long way in 16 months, and we're now at the point where we're ready to reopen, and that's a cause for celebration. So let's try and see the positive in that stuff because it does help us with our own mental wellness. But, uh, you know, we, we had a tough time with COVID. We also had some good lessons, I think. Um, people were maybe more mindful of maybe whether work-life balance wasn't so good pre-COVID, and then they learned how it can be better if we kind of step back and, and you know, look after the family things and the things that are really important. So I, I'm kind of hoping some of those lessons stay with us, but not to the point where, of course, it's causing us anxiety. But, uh, yeah, look back, but not too far. Just look at how far we've come and, and let's move that. Uh, you know, that new normal might not be quite what we're thinking it is, but, um, yeah, control what you can. That's some great advice from Phyllis O'Connor from the Canadian Mental Health Association. In fact, we'll continue the conversation when we come back. It's the Heartland at Noon on CHAB. Classes in session. Time for another lesson in rock and roll history on 800 CHAB. Did you know the iconic April Wine song, Bad Side of the Moon, is actually an Elton John cover? The song was written and released by John in 1970 as the B-side of the single Border Song. The single was met with success in Canada, reaching number 34, which was Elton John's first chart appearance in any country. Two years later, it was covered by April Wine for their album On Record. The song became a massive hit in Canada, reaching number 16, and became a staple on classic rock stations across the country. On Record, which was April Wine's second album, went on to become certified gold in Canada. This has been another Rock and Roll History Lesson, brought to you by Halstead Denture Clinic. Call Lynn, the third generation, for all your denture needs. C&S Builders, building Moose Jaw's history since 1953. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. An air quality statement has been released by Environment Canada for Moose Jaw and the surrounding area. 
Numerous forest fires in northern Saskatchewan is producing smoke and poor air quality. Today, mainly cloudy with scattered showers and the risk of a thunderstorm, a high of 27. Tonight, cloudy with a chance of showers this evening and overnight with the risk of a thunderstorm, a low of 16. Tuesday, cloudy, clearing near noon, a high of 27. Wednesday, sunny, a high of 30. Thursday, sunny, a high of 28. And Friday, sunny and a high of 27. Registration is now open for Kinsman Moose Jaw Minor Football. They are looking for players in the U10 and U12 divisions. First-time players are welcome. More information on how to register can be found on Kinsman Moose Jaw Minor Football's website. The deadline to register is August 1st. And for all your news and weather anytime, click on discovermooshaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Sean Slatt. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. We'll continue our conversation now with Phyllis O'Connor with the Canadian Mental Health Association, talking about our mental health and the fact many of us are hesitant to go mask-free and the fact there is some anxiety surrounding getting back to the new normal. Again, Tegan Whitco with Phyllis O'Connor. They were just talking about work-life balance. I love the fact that you brought up, you know, the work-life balance piece of this, because obviously over the past, mm-hmm. you know, 16 months or whatever it's been, parents haven't been as busy as they were mm-hmm. previously, right? You're not toting kids mm-hmm. to a million different extra correcting home from work if you've been working remotely. So getting back to what life could be previously, I assume, would be a very, very hard adjustment. Would it make yeah, sense to, yeah. to look at other options in terms of easing back into the workplace, like just a couple days a week? Well, you know, if it's a possibility, absolutely. You know, I think one of the things that we found through studies and, and, and things that we're seeing coming out that a lot of people are actually reluctant to go back to that pre-pandemic life because, you know, those lives had a lot of things in them that we maybe are better off without. And and one of it is that, like, frantic hamster wheel that we tend to get ourselves on, uh, you know, where the important stuff gets shoved aside and we're, we're always busy. <laughs> like, we're just running all the time. And, you know, some people are um, seeing that actually their quality of life, while we have the social isolation and stuff, and that was awful, but the quality of life in the way of being able to kind of reconnect with the things that are the most important to us and reevaluate what's more important. I think a lot of people gained a lot out of that and, and don't want to lose that now. You know, the the other good thing that happened is the pandemic really did open up the discussion and awareness around things like mental health. You know, in in our busy work days, that got shoved under the rug a lot. And it was just kind of something that we ignore because it's not convenient. And But this pandemic made us all sit down and evaluate um, the value of our mental health and the importance of maintaining our own mental wellness. And I think that's something that it's really important that we don't lose that as we go back. I think we've learned some hard lessons in this, and that's maybe one of the ones we want to keep. But, you know, people, they realize the value of community because it was taken away. They realize the value of family and being there to support others. But, you know, the one thing people didn't seem to miss so much was the material things. And that's what we're on the hamster wheel to gain, isn't it? <laughs> so kind of, uh, you know, it, it, it's good in a way that it made us look at, the, at what really is of most value in our lives. And maybe we'll be able to keep that as we return to whatever this new normal is. But, you know, it, it also may be a chance to actually reset 
let's reset for something better than the old normal. I really like that. I, I really like the, the reset button. And I think oftentimes, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. So we always want to be yeah. the best version of ourselves. And you brought this word up a couple of times, Phyllis, mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So how could we maybe start getting into the practice of mindfulness? What does that look like? Oh, there are so many. Actually, if you go onto the uh, internet, there's just such a, a wealth of programs and things that help you learn how to do the mindfulness. But it's it's really um, looking inside. It's it's touching base with you know how you're feeling and 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 learning to control things like that. So I mean, there's a multiple um, great sites that you can go to learn to practice the mindfulness stuff. There's also things like our bounce back uh, program that's an online uh, CBT therapy that actually helps people that are struggling with that anxiety. And I mean, part of it is is the mindfulness and listening to your own body and listening to what's happening to you and and recognizing. So it's it's um, you know I would definitely rec- recommend something like that. But you know you can go onto sites like CMHA um, or the CMHA national site and and find all kinds of resources for learning how to practice mindfulness in our lives. And I think something that we probably need to do a lot more of honestly, but uh, like you say, this reset might might make that more important to people, I'm hoping. Certainly. Phyllis, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that's all I have for you today. Is there anything that we might have missed or anything that you would care to add? Um, just that if people are feeling, um, you know, overly anxious to the point where it's having a detrimental effect on their lives, then please, please reach out for help. And, you know, you can call CMHA. We will help refer people into any assistance that we can find. There's things like the Bounce Back Program. So there are programs and there are services out there to support you uh, in in dealing with that anxiety. But, uh, you know, just so that people realize this is not a personal failing. This is not a weakness. This is being human. And uh, we need to take care of that human part of us. Very well said. Phyllis, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I really appreciate it. Very welcome. No problem. (laughs) Phyllis O'Connor from the Canadian Mental Health Association. Hey, we'll take a time out and we'll be back to uh, talk about barbecue. That's right, barbecue. Get ready. Heartland at noon on CHAB. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. Hi, I'm Shane Folk. I'm pitmaster and owner of hillside smoke and q and uh we're inviting you to enter smoke in the valley's amateur backyard competition this fall we're going to be out at buffalo pound this year they're blocking off a whole section of the campground for us so each team will get a powered campsite the rest of the the info is up on our facebook page there smoke in the valley or they can shoot us a message if they've got any specific questions connecting the community Brought to you by Urban Cellars, located on South Hill, serving all of Moose Jaw. They offer a large selection of wines, spirits, beers, and seltzers. Stop by today. Rasa Whitecap Charlet and How Red Angus, serving you in the past, present, and the future. Charlet and Red Angus, designed for your ranch needs. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Key Plus S Potash Homestand 21 comes to Roswell's Park in Moose Jaw, Saturday, August 28th. A one-day festival featuring Nice Horse, J.J. Shiplett, Casey and Clayton, Dustin Bentall, plus headliner Barney Bentall and the Caribou Express. 
proceeds will support Prairie South School Division, Youth Mental Health Initiatives, and Roswell's Park Beautification. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. Get your festival pass at sastix.ca or in person at the May Wilson Box Office. From River Street Promotions, it's K-plus-S Potash Homestand 21, proudly supported by Golden West. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. We just heard from Shane Folk from Hillside Smoke and Q on our Connecting the Community feature. Hillside Smoke and Q set to host their third annual Smoke in the Valley Amateur Barbecue Competition. Shane Folk from Hillside Smoking Q with our Tegan Whitco on the Heartland at Noon. So Shane Folk, he is an owner and pit master at Hillside Smoking Q. Third annual Smoke in the Valley Amateur Barbecue Competition is coming up this fall, September 11th and 12th. So Shane, what do we expect? How does how does this thing go down? How does it work? So basically what we're doing is uh, I'm one of the four KCBS certified competition teams in the area. And uh, we have to travel quite distances sometimes to do barbecue competitions at the professional level so we're trying to get more local backyard guys to compete in the area so we don't have to travel as much um so we basically run this competition as a kcbs sanctioned event would be um we use the same rules and regulations but we don't follow them quite as strictly as they do it kind of gives people a an idea of what it is to compete and and a it's not as uh, daunting as people might think it is. So let's say I'm getting into this uh, amateur barbecue competition. As a competitor, what should I come prepared with? Like, what what should I be? What kind of skills am I brushing up on? Well, you don't really have to have any skills as long as you can cook food on a barbecue and your friends like it. Um, <laughs> it's basically it's four meats is what we're doing. Is basically it's the the way that they do it at KCBS too. Uh, you got your pork ribs, chicken, brisket, and pork butt or pulled pork that's the four main meats and then usually at other at kcbs events and other amateur events they'll do an, an ancillary or a an extra little bit of fun competition um before all of the main meats kind of kick off what we've been doing the last couple of years is a mystery box so um it's an extra 25 dollars, i believe to enter that portion of the competition but um it's just like Chopped Canada or any of those shows where they don't know what's in the box until you get the box opened in front of you and uh, we give you a specific number of hours to complete it and then it's just kind of another little side competition that's kind of fun as well. Now when it comes to uh, the end of the competition, all the food is cooked, who gets to be the judge and do we get to eat it? How does that part work? So with that side of it, um, we... Normally at a, at a KCBS event, we'd have uh, sanctioned judges, like they've taken classes and learned. Uh, they judge you on taste, tenderness, and appearance. They, they've kind of been given the rules and regulations on how to do it, um, being that we don't want as many strict judges there to get give you a, a real kind of off-the-street uh, input on how your food is. We kind of do a, a mixed board of or mixed panel of judges that some of them are KCBS certified, some are cbj certified and some are just local we try to get like some local celebrities or or some radio personality tv personality just some some kind of it'll give you a combination of actual judging and what people off the street like because everybody's got a different palette of what they like for food right oh 100 
Are there is there just bragging rights on the line here? Is that what we're going for? Uh, no, there's there's ribbons, trophies, and prize money too, depending on how you place in each category. Fantastic. So if an amateur barbecuer is hearing this, how do they get registered? How much is it going to cost? And what does it come with? The website is uh, on Facebook, sorry, uh, Smoke in the Valley. And there's a link on there that you can sign up. Um, I believe it's $175 for the four meats and an extra $25 for the mystery box competition. We are going to be out at Buffalo Pound this year. They're blocking off a whole section of the campground for us. So each team will get a powered campsite. Um, the rest of the, the info is up on our Facebook page there, or they can shoot us a message if they've got any specific questions. We will uh, be putting together information packets with a lot more that uh, the people need to know once they sign up. Well, and we're still a little ways out, right? I imagine at this point you're really just encouraging people to, to get registered so you kind of have an idea of how many people to expect, right? Yeah, we're looking. The first year we did it, I guess three years ago now, um, we had about 11 teams, and I think we had all four seasons in, in one day for Saskatchewan weather uh, from the highway closed due to a snowstorm to rain. And it was it was a pretty good event. And then the next year we were up to about 18 teams, and uh, then last year with COVID, we weren't able to do it. So we're looking at getting 20 to 25 teams, I think, is what we've got room for. Awesome. Let's fill that up quickly, right? Yeah. We're also uh, working on possibly having uh, Justin LaBrash out there for a concert Saturday night, too. So this would be like a full day long, well, a two day long event, really. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, spectator side of it would be more of a Saturday afternoon, evening kind of thing. And then the... Uh, the competition for the teams would be like the turn-ins are 12, 12, 31 and one thirty on Sunday. And then uh, awards will be after all the, the scores have been tabulated after that. Shane, as a pitmaster extraordinaire, what's your favorite thing to, to grill on the barbecue? Well, it depends on the day. I'm always <laughs> trying different things. My, my favorite saying with barbecue is 95% of the time you can still eat your mistakes. You may not do it again, but Oh, wise words to live by, that's for sure. <laughs> awesome. We're looking forward to it. It's coming up in September. Be a lot of barbecuing at a Buffalo Pound Lake. We'll take a time out. We'll be back. Daily commentaries next. Heartland at noon on CHAB. It could lead to the creation of 729 new positions to total employment in our city and increase total labor income by $30.9 million. It is the economic impact of a 10% shift in shopping local. The numbers come from new research from Praxis Consulting, Saskatchewan's largest locally-based management consulting firm. The study was commissioned by the Moose Jaw and District Chamber of Commerce. The paper explains that local businesses allow for better monetary circulation within a community, with over 50% of revenue from local retailers recirculated within the local community, compared to 14% from large chains and big box stores. So the message is that next time you need to do some shopping, you might consider a locally owned and operated store. The money you spend stays right here at home, and that's good for the local economy. And if it's good for the local economy, it's good for you and me. I'm Rob Kearney.